You're listening to Anime RMD, GED, Underground Cartoon Therapy. Oh shit. This is going to be the most epic episode based off the fun time subjects that I get to cover with my buddy Mike Diana. Mr. Boiled Angel <laughs> joins us today. We've talked about the best shit in the world. We've talked about candy, toys, soda, vacations, uh, hardcore sex. <laughs> We've talked extensively about Long John Silverology and we talked about skipping school to go see horror movies. But today we're going to cover the most epic one. Sugar Cereal. Yes. Together formed with Saturday morning cartoons from the 70s and 80s. The greatest cereal that ever existed will be covered today. Holy fuck. God bless the deterioration of your mind, and God bless Adam RMD, GED, Underground Cartoon Therapy. Here is some information for Weirdest Cereals Ever. Here's a summary from Twisted. These are the world's weirdest breakfast cereals of all time. 1. Punch Crunch. 2. Okays. 3. Sir Grapefellow. 4. Mr. Wonderful's Surprise. 5. Grins and smiles and giggles and laughs. 6. Cornflakes with instant banana. And 7. Green slime. Here's a summary from Wikipedia. General Mills. Booberry. Buzz the Bee. Cookie Jarvis. Cookie Crook and Officer Crumb. Chip the Dog. Chip the Wolf. Count Alfred Chocula. Chef Wendell. And more. Mike Diana! <laughs> You've been back on the show. <laughs> now let's talk about fun stuff. Oh shit! Oh wow. Well, I'm eating uh, apple jacks. This is the official beginning of the show right now. <laughs> um. <laughs> I decided, hey, let's go ahead and do sugar cereal. We've done vacations, we've done all this cool shit. And you know, this is kind of what fueled my uh, cartooning career when I was a kid. What about you? Did sugar hype you up? Basically. What'd you like? Well, early ones. Oh, God. Freaky cereal on the TV commercial. And of course, it worked out just the way advertising was supposed to. You know, you see a cartoon freak commercial, like freaky cereal, and then we go to the store and I see the cereal box with the uh, characters on it. And I scream, I want freakies. This is the story of the freakies and their perilous search for a home. 
the leader of the Freakies was the fearless Boss Moss. Whenever the Freakies had a problem, they ran to Boss Moss. We're I understand exactly how you feel. He never solved the problem, but he was always understanding. At last, they came upon a wonderful tree, which grew their favorite cereal, Freakies. Oh, happy day. Every morning, the cereal would ripen in the sun, becoming toasty and sugary and golden with vitamins. But are you skipping or something? And they knew they had found a home. <laughs> oh! Hmm, I wonder what the taxes are like here. Freakies is part of a good breakfast, and you get a free freaky magnet in specially marked boxes. And that was Burgess Meredith by the Fuck the Way. Rest in peace. The freakies, you know. And I'm trying to remember what it tastes like or what it was. I'm thinking it was probably that kind of same, like Captain Crunch corn. Not the peanut butter, but you know the. Uh, Just the uh, the corn barrel style. Stuff. Yeah. And they it was shaped in like some bumpy type things for freaky cereal, you know. But they had in those days they had prizes in cereal, so it was another oh, thing to look forward to. Mm-hmm. The set of Freaky's refrigerator magnets. I think they even had little Freaky's plastic toys, like each of the Freaky characters. There's some pretty good Freaky TV commercials on YouTube, you know. Oh, shit. Maybe I'll find one here to put on the show. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have that. The 70s animation look to them. You know, kind of style you would expect at the time. Almost remembering maybe it was almost like also watercolor. Like, you remember the old pop commercial with the owl? Oh, yeah. It's almost like watercolor background or something. Huh, I barely remember that, man. Yeah. Um, and other cereals. I mean, Jesus. There were so many. Well, I went out of my way to do a bunch of research on it. And, uh, came up with the weirdest cereals. <laughs> I guess we can go through that first, but before we do, um, I'm going to slurp the milk out of this Apple Jacks bowl, so hold on a second. Mmm. Oh my god. It's just a flashback to the 70s to 80s sugar sugar built compound of society. It really was the prime cereal. Kids get ripped off now. Well, yeah. But it was the, the marshmallows were better back then. Oh, God. They were using uh, corn, not rice. And there's a big difference, guys. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so fucking good, Mike Diana. Oh, my God. I, You know, I always thought they should just make cereal milk. Just, like, pre-made cereal milk. Uh, it's just... It's just the milk that's in the um, that's already in the uh, gallon. I never knew why they couldn't just make that shit. 
you know, a bunch of bells in it. Well, can you imagine blueberry milk? It'd be like purple. When you get to the end of the bag, there's a lot of dust and everything. Dude, that's the fucking ooh la la. It's like dust just floating. Shrapnel. Shrapnel dust. Exactly. Oh man, I learned how to read off of a cereal box. That's the way we do it. I was so in love with uh, Booberry. Good God, Booberry! When I was a kid, I ate a whole bunch of Booberry, and then I remember when I went to the toilet to go poo. I had blue poo. Yep, it will turn it like bluish green. There was actually a case of Frankenstool. Yeah. Where the original Frankenberry was turning baby poop <laughs> like bright pink. Well, yeah. And they were like, oh my god, it's the same color going in as it is coming out. <laughs> yeah. Frankenstool. Remember that? Pink and pure. Was that a health food like cereal? What was it from Post? Mm. Nah, I'm just thinking it's like the poo. I'm still on the poo. <laughs> I'm like, what kind of cereal is that? Pink and pure. Oh god. Fuck me. What about Quisp? Ladies and gentlemen, before your very eyes, the Quaker Oats Company will now introduce two new cereals. I'm Quisp, the Quisp new cereal from outer space. The biggest selling cereal from Saturn to Alpha Centauri. Quisp is sugary sweet and vitamin charged to give you crazy energy. What's new with you? I am Quake, the power cereal from inner space. Here at the Earth's core, I make Quake with deep down sweetness and vitamins to give you the power of an earthquake. Get Quake. Quisp is better. Uh, fellas, why not leave it to the kids out there? Take sides with either Quake or Quisp. Or Quake. Or Quisp. Two new cereals from Quaker. <laughs> sort of a breakfast feud. Jay Ward, Mikey. Jay Ward. Wow. What do you think about Jay Ward? Hmm. Who is it? The guy who created Bullwinkle and Rocky. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember watching that show. Well, did you know that he also created Quisp and Quake? No. And Cap and Crunch? Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, they found him in nineteen in the mid fifties. They found him hustling postcards on the border of Tijuana. Oh wow! Dressed like a bandito, and he was tripping on shrooms. Wow! Yep, he was totally advocator of psychedelics. Uh huh. And uh, he went from that stage to people from Hollywood coming down there and be like. 
get a load of this guy. And they saw his artwork and they were like, dude, we're going to make this guy famous. So he created the first fucking sitcom, animated sitcom, uh -huh. called Crusader Rabbit. Wow. And when he did that, they saw how well the ratings were and the average viewer was a kid. Yeah. So they went ahead and, uh, they went ahead and just made the whole campaign where they would, uh, Creates sugar, sugar cereal, and mix the uh, cr the the crowd of the kid with the sugar cereal, and a Saturday morning cartoon. That's where he came from. So the Saturday morning cartoon and the sugar cereal were hand in hand, well into our childhood. It's amazing. That was kind of the the campaign there. You know, there's more. Go, go look it up, y'all. <laughs> but, you know, General Mills picking it up first. Captain Crunch coming out later. And I, I think Quaker was the first people to put out the, oh, let's put prizes in this cereal. Oh, wow. And I know you were talking about prizes earlier. I wanted to ask you what you thought your your favorite prize was or... You're talking about a haunted house or something. I can't remember. Well, I remember the Freaky's prizes. I had the Freaky's refrigerator magnets. There was like six or seven different ones. Oh, man. And uh, I think there was even maybe I had some Freaky's action figures, like little plastic Freaky toys. Oh, shit. So I always loved those. Um, and then later on, you know, they had like little glow-in-the-dark skull heads, like uh, probably in Count Chocula and that kind of stuff, you know. Um, I remember Rice Krispies, they had one of those invisible markers, you know, like invisible ink. Oh, yeah. And then I guess there's another marker where you use to... Um, reveal it or me I think it was just one marker was invisible ink so I'm trying to remember how you like would see it maybe it's where you hold it with the light bulb and turn it around or something you know oh yeah so essentially it's just like lemon lemon juice you can do that way I think <laughs> the, the, the little gimmicks that they had it made us so happy man you know yeah, because you're, like, getting something, you know, besides cereal, and you're like, I want the prize. Sometimes they would have the iron-on in the box, and it was just all flat inside the box. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was fun. I remember getting a Battlestar Galactica one out of uh, oh, wow. Trix or some shit. That's awesome. And uh, I actually had one of the Bunsen whistles from the Captain Crunch thing. Now, that... That's a unique uh, toy because that's the one you could, some phone freak operators that were trying to scam long distance, they ended up uh, blowing that megahertz, it's like a 5800 megahertz or 1600 megahertz, I don't know what it did. Go look it up. But, uh, you know, they could blow it into the phone, the rotary phones back then, and they could call internationally for free. I don't know how they figured that shit out, you know? Mm, I had something similar. You know what it was. What was it? 
Or the one I'm thinking of that I had. Go to Radio Shack and buy this thing called a phone dialer. Yeah. It's a little machine. I mean, basically it's made to, you know, when pay phones were used a lot, you would put your favorite numbers in there. And each number on a payphone has its own slightly different tone. Beep, beep, boop, beep, boop, you know. And that's how the phone knows what number you're putting in. So you push one button and you hold the phone receiver up to the little gizmo and it makes the tone and basically dials the number for you. Well, the thing is, when you put a quarter in a payphone, it has a tone. That's how the payphone knows what the coin is you're putting in, you know? Yeah. Tone for a nickel, tone for a dime, a different tone for a quarter. So what you do is you would have to know some shady person and they would you go to get your uh, phone dialer at Radio Shack cheap thing and then this guy opens it up and he welds, he solders a little like chip, you know, a tiny little not a microchip but you know like a little circuit or I don't know what to call it. Some little thing. (laughs) A fee, he would change this thing in there so then he tells you what buttons to push, and he says, well, you push this button, it's going to make the sound, that's going to make the payphone thing put a quarter in, and you got the dime and the nickel. So you go in, it didn't work with all payphones, but a lot of payphones, you just hold it up there and you hit the quarter thing, and you can make a call, because it thinks you put a quarter in there, even though you didn't. And certain payphones I found... Some of them you only can put a quarter in at a time, and it would say, "Oh, please deposit another quarter." You know, right when you're talking to someone, depending on who you're talking to, you don't want them interrupted every two minutes with deposit another quarter. You know. Yeah. Some of the pay phones I found, I would just hit that quarter thing like dozens of times, and the pay phone thought I put all these quarters in. I'm talking to some. I was calling friends. You know, my pen pals in other states, and that was back when that was expensive, you know. Yeah. And um, sometimes those screw-ups happen. I remember once on the news down there in Florida, I heard that some kind of screw-up happened with the payphones where people were able to make calls for free. And it only, the payphones were only screwed up like that for like maybe 30 minutes or something. But somehow people caught on to it and like they were calling foreign countries. <laughs> and the phone company was like bellyaching about all the millions of dollars they lost, you know. <laughs> but you know, the word goes around and like the neighborhoods, hey, make free calls from the payphone. Yeah. Call another country. It ain't happening no more. Well, yeah. I mean, that was something that the payphones are probably going from a lot of places. This is the best serial episode. <laughs> yeah. It's all about phones, guys. It's all about phones. <laughs> well, another prize. Yeah. Now, thinking about prizes. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one. When I lived in Geneva, New York, so I remember how old I was, but probably like. This is probably like 1976. I remember the independence. Bicentennial and everything. Yeah. And there was a garbage dump my father would go to to get rid of stuff. And occasionally you'd find some good stuff to dump. 
Well, he found this huge pile, like a man. He described it as a pile that was like mountain, basically, of empty、uh, Lucky Charm cereal boxes. There were like a printing screw up from the factory, like there was some misprint on the cover, on the box. And he picked one up to look at it. He realized something was in there. The prize was in the box. Huh. The prize was in every one of those boxes. <laughs> wow. He spent some time. Well, the prize was a little rubber ball, you know, like in a little cellophane bag, like a bouncy ball. But I think it was a nice old one, so like they looked like marbles, you know, like swirls. I remember those. Those were the great ones. Yeah, they had a different kind of、uh, rubber、yeah. on them. He filled up like those big buckets full of them, and brought them home. And he only got like the tip of the iceberg. He was saying, you know. Mm-hmm. But I always had that vision of just all those bouncy balls and all those cereal boxes, you know. And of course, if you kept the boxes myself, some of the boxes would probably be worth something these days, you know. Misprint Lucky Charm box from '76 or whatever. Dude, I'm sure they exist. They have to, yeah. You know. What are their prizes? I don't know. Here, hold on one second. Remember Soggy's the glow-in-the-dark Soggy guy from Captain Crunch? Oh yeah. This just in: there are punches of Captain Crunches everywhere. But who is the real one? If you guessed B, you're right. And now the real Captain Crunch has his hands full.、Oh. Hey, they're stealing Captain Crunch cereal. <laughs> the only sixty-second, sixty-second-long Captain Crunch fucking commercial. Those and I remember they made these little PVC figurines. I think that's the one you were talking about with the little decal eyes, almost like put onto the、yeah. body. The way they glow in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had the cap and crunch, and then I thought they made uh, the. Um, I thought they made the. Uh, oh, what do you call it, man? The、um, the peanut butter elephant guy. I don't know what his fucking name is. Oh yeah. Peanut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking waffleos. <laughs> waffleos were fucking awesome, man. That was some experimental shit. Uh, I had the Gremlin cereal. You remember that? Gremlin cereal was cool because I was sold on the Gremlins, man. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, you gotta get. If you did things like total. Or Cheerios, you had to dump a shitload of sugar on it. Yeah. Like I meant to wear it was like chewy. Yeah. <laughs> he had the milk had to become this thing. 
Yeah. It was sweet sugar milk. That's quite a difference. Like getting, uh, That's the total difference. Right, you know, raisin bran. Raisin bran. Add the sugar on the raisins, but you put extra sugar, of course. Even on Frosted Flakes. You're like, well, they look too healthy. Yeah. They don't have any color on them. Let's, let's dump some bunch of sugar on it. <laughs> Always thought that was a great idea, man. You know... Um, yeah, I thought one of my favorite things was getting the these. They used to put records on the back of the cereal boxes, like Sugar Crisp. Yeah. Well, Sugar Crisp was the white Sugar Crisp because there's two Sugar Crisp cereals. He was the cool rock and roll white guy, and then Diggum was the frog, and he was the cool black dude. Because I always thought he was the cool black dude. That's how they always like kind of made him look back then. Class, what animal do you think of when I say honey? Frogs. Frogs. You think so? I think so. He kind of reminded me of Roosevelt, Roosevelt Franklin from Sesame Street, you know? He's a cool black Muppet, but he's purple. Yeah. You know, he's like this, he's just a cool black kid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Diggum was like, Diggum. You know, and that was like their way of, you know, it was almost like, hey, honey smacks are liked more in these areas than others. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Like, holy shit, hold on. Donuts. Yeah, you were just talking about the donut cereal? They was were the powdered ones? Powdered little powdered donuts, you know, and the powdered milk. The powdered sugar be floating on the milk and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they, that was, so, it was good, but I thought it left this weird coating in your mouth. Well, it did. Was nasty. <laughs> you wanted to like them more, but you're like, oh. Well, I had bowls full of them, and then it dawned in on me. I'm like, oh. It turns into glue. Pretty gross. Yeah, yeah it turns in, it turns into glue. I mean, it's not around anymore. That cereal, I don't think. No, no. I remember Mr. T cereal, little shaped with little teas. Those were kind of in the honeycomb family, I thought. They were just in the tea shape. I know Koo, and Koo's teaming up with a good balanced breakfast. Teaming up with Mr. T cereal, it's getting on the team. The team that knows how cool breakfast can be. You get a crispy corn taste with a touch of brown sugar. Teaming up with Mr. T. It's Koo. Teaming up with Mr. T, golden sweet crispy teas. One bite and you're gonna be eaten with the team that's teaming up with Mr. T. It's cool. Teaming up with Mr. T. I think it was like like Captain Crunch, the yellow corn stuff. Oh, okay. There you go. Like the barrel, the corn barrel. Yeah. 
Donkey Kong cereal was like that. Yeah. Like and then, yeah, Donkey Kong Jr. cereal, too. Don't forget. Well, Donkey Kong Jr. had uh, bananas and uh, bananas and like red berries in it, where the other one just had uh, the corn barrels. It was kind of like Captain Crunch with berries versus just regular Captain Crunch. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> so you've heard about talk about that gay cereal? Which one? Already the gay cereal. Which one's that one? New Kellogg. Oh, the gay one? Well, like I said, I was, a, you know, I thought it was a little conspicuous. Um, I always think that's always some risque thing that's very adult using child uh, cereal ma mascots, you know, they're, it's because these, Tony the Tiger and uh, Diggum and all these guys, they're still aimed at like 7 to 11 year olds, you know, that's what they, those original cartoon ideas that they created the cereal mascot started with to begin with. How do I feel about the Kellogg's Gay Cereal release? Um, <laughs> I did find this little piece uh, of commentary where a woman kind of wraps it up uh, at the beginning. I think she says it a little bit more trite than me, but I, yeah, I think she gets the picture. Here's that little piece. Kellogg's has come out with a special cereal to celebrate uh, Gay Pride Month, and uh, they're doing it with cereal that's shaped as hearts. Uh, and it also has some edible glitter coating on it, which it's edible. <laughs> anyway, yeah. is it? Okay, so is it insulting to like the LGBTQ community to like minimize their existence to like celebrating them through glittered cereal? I don't know, but whatever. This is what Kellogg's is doing. I don't really care that much, to be honest with you, um, because at the end of the day, this is a, you know, it's a private company finding a cutesy little branding PR thing to make more money. They mm -hmm. wouldn't do this unless they thought that this was an, a way of increasing their profits. That's what companies do. They don't do yeah. things to take a stance on anything. Yeah. You know, so they'll use these cartoons. I just thought when I saw it, I was like, it's just reeks of pedophilia. But they did use some kind of more brilliant strategy, I guess, to market it and say, you know, it was against bullying bullying against teens uh, that were LGBTQT or whatever. Um, you know, it was against bullying. So that's what the campaign of the cereal is, is for. And I get it, but it's still ushering in sexual ideas to kids. So that's where I just felt like 
And then I was like, we, I was joking about it. I was like, well, which ones are gay? Yeah. Is it, you know, Toucan Sam because he's got a rainbow snout? Or is it, you know, the little guy in the corner who's uh, holding the gay flag? It's like, is he really gay? Because you need to establish this thing then because it, that's where they're going with it all. Yeah. Is establishing identity. You can't just have these guys there being like, well, welcome, alien friends. <laughs> and that's what I felt like they were. It kind of comes off to either that way, but it's definitely not for kids. It's like NC 17 cereal. Right? Just leave it at that. You know, I'm not going to put it down or knock it or anything, but it does, it does, it does reek of like irresponsibility on some level. Yeah. And I just felt like, you know, I'm still going to get a box of it. <laughs> you know, it's a collectible, right? Well, it's like a civil right cereal. <laughs> Which is... <laughs> it's, it's easy to make Back to the Future and Donkey Kong and Gremlins into easily adaptable Mr. T, C-3PO. You know, these guys can all make cereals, but uh, when it comes to civil rights and and food product, you know, you're it's an it's an original idea. I don't know how well of an idea it plays out so far. It seems like people have been all right, yeah, cool. Yeah. So you know, let it ride, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it flies south. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll just put it that way. It's like, it does seem like a cool idea to advocate human rights. But through big business and, and cereal, that's directed at children. I don't know. It's like, why couldn't you put it on a fucking TV dinner? Yeah. Put it on a fucking uh, something that, you know, you got to cook. Mm. As opposed to something that you see on... You're still going to see these Saturday morning cartoon commercials for kids. With the same characters, Sonny, you know. I always thought, like, uh, General Mills and, uh, <laughs> and the Quaker Oats guys or whatever, <laughs> Kellogg's and shit. It was like Marvel versus DC. Because the characters are, like, not in the same universe, you know what I mean? They're only in their own dimensional product universe, right? What'd you think about that? Do you like the whole multiverse of serial madness thing that could happen here? Yeah. <laughs> Where they just finally mix uh, Booberry with uh, tricks. Or no, uh, Fruit Loops, right? Fruit Loops being Kellogg's. Booberry and Fruit Loops, and you'd call them Boo, boo Loops. <laughs> I'm getting some boo loops. <laughs> That's going straight to fucking big lots. The discontinued discontinued product line. Oh, by the way, that was one of the best uh, cereals. It was Cap and Crunch, dude, because you know how many Cap and Crunches they put out over and over. But the best one I ever had was uh, blueberry uh, blueberry pancake 
Captain Crunch. Oh, dude, I had it right before we did that the Big Apple Con, dude, at Dan Fogel's house. That's what happened to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it warped me out. Well, you know, you can't have the best thing in the, in the uh, galaxy and then get cut off from it. Oh, no. You'll die. You'll just die, dude. <laughs> There's a back pain commercial playing in the background. <laughs> Skip two ads, Dick. All right. <sighs> I think, you know, cereal was pivotal for me because it helped me learn how to read. I learned how to read off a box of fucking blueberry. Because that's how much I wanted it, you know? Mom... What's what's monohydroglutamate? Don't ask me that again. Huh. You know. <laughs> you know. Oh shit! Gremlin cereal. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'll eat any of it, man. I'll still eat any of it. You know what's out right now? Ghostbusters cereal. Did you know that? No. It's at Walmart right now. And I think that's because they're getting ready to put out that new Ghostbusters movie, man. Because that fucking all that all girl female Ghostbusters movie they made fucking blue balls. That fucking movie sucked. Did you see that piece of crap? Oh god. Well, you know, now it's supposed to be in the future, and Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd are in it. They already made the movie. It's already been out. I don't know why they don't release it. You know, the only guy that's missing is uh, Harold Ramis. He's dead. But, you know, it's supposed to be their grandkids find the Ghostbusters car and all this shit. And they are like, we're going to become the Ghostbusters now. And they get themselves in a situation, you know? Yeah. Where the grandpas have to come and help their kids out. Oh, wow. I think that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. That's some cereal. That's some sugar cereal fucking relatable shit. You know what I mean? I would love to eat Ghostbusters cereal and watch that fucking movie. I can tell you already, man, that movie's going to be be awesome. Yeah. Well, it's an awesome concept. And it means more than that third Ghostbusters movie. That's for damn sure. Fuck that piece of shit. I hated it. The new one? Yeah, man. Ugh. I hated the characters in it. Chris Hemsworth, he's a fucking... He's good about... He's almost good as Thor... He's kind of the weakest link in the fucking Marvel Universe. Because he's, he's the fucking football dick. But all the shit that I watch on fucking uh, Disney Plus right now is epic. Like fucking what, what If is on. Remember What If? Oh, yeah. Imagine if What If would have been on when we were kids. Man, holy shit, I would have been fucking eating so much cereal watching that shit. What if it was on? It's amazing. If you haven't seen it, 
I'm going to push, I'm going to pro-advocate Nazi Disney. <laughs> and tell you to watch the fuck out of it. No, it's it's awesome, dude. It's awesome. I just thought it was the best shit. There's still three more episodes getting ready to come out too, man. And then the new Hawkeye comes out. And I'm going to watch the fuck out of that. And I can't even stand looking at that motherfucker either, really. But I'll still watch it because I'm addicted to Disney. Whatever drug they're putting in it. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Kind of like the drugs they put in in sugar cereal. You were talking about Fruity Pebbles earlier, huh? Oh, yeah, I remember that. They had cotton candy fruit and Fruity Pebbles. And they had Fruity Pebbles with marshmallows. I've seen that recently. You know, and sometimes you get those fucking big old Malto meal bags. And they're like the knockoff of Captain Crunch and all these guys. Right. Like uh, Captain Crocodile. <laughs> Lucky Pots. <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, what would they call it? Crunchy Concrete. Choco Concrete. <laughs> yeah. Remember the Smurf cereal? Smurfberry Crunch, man. They would eat the the cereal and then bang the old, the only female Smurf in town. Yeah. Tricks. The Tricks Rabbit was like uh, Wiley Coyote kind of. He would always go after the cereal. And then he could never get the fucking cereal. The kids would like be like. Oh, you thought we liked you, but... <laughs> Tricks are for kids, motherfucker. <laughs> Cookie Crisp was a cheap rip-off of fucking Hamburglar. Because he had that same uh, Beagle Boy fucking thing. And then the cookie, cookie Cop would show up and he had the fucking Keystone Copper. The Keystone Copper thing going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you have to say for yourself? Ah, oh, cookie, cookie. Uh-huh. And he just do the whole fucking hamburger ripoff. You know, Tony the Tiger was like this neutered fucking. I'm all American. Yeah. You know, he was like supposed to represent the the sports fucking you. Right. You know, and you go show him you're a tiger. <laughs> Did I ever inspire you to go for the gold like that? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Golden Grams didn't even have a mascot, but they would try to come up with some animated shit ever and ever then. Oh, yeah. Like the fucking, uh, the honey drop. You know? Yeah. The honey drop was worth it. Honey drop, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Well, you knew you were good. Golden Grams were fucking good. And you didn't have to put sugar on them. But they were kind of like in the life family. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I remember that. And then Life put out, they have several flavors now, including vanilla, which I've had. 
And that's really good. I liked life. I thought life was good. They were like, hey, Mikey, he likes it. And then that kid grew up to be the biggest, like, stoner in the world, Mikey. Yeah. You know? I liked Honeycomb, but I just thought it was too puffy, dude. I thought it had too much puff in it, man. What was that story you did to your sister about stealing all the marshmallows out? Oh, God. Lucky Charms. You did the Lucky Charms, the greatest Lucky Charms marshmallow heist ever known. There was only four marshmallows back then. Now there's like 35. You did it right. You did it right. My sister, maybe like later that day or whatever, she uh, kind of pour herself a nice bowl of Lucky Charms and she's pouring it out and I see her smile a little a frown as she says, where are the marshmallows? Where are the marshmallows? Where are the marshmallows? <laughs> <laughs> more and more out looking for marshmallows that weren't there. Mom, Mike ate all the marshmallows. You picked all the marshmallows. <laughs> yeah, now. Awesome. I think my father ended up having to eat that whole box because we weren't going to eat it with no marshmallows. Hey, hey, hey. They should have just made Oops All Lucky Charms marshmallows. They should have. They should have. Hey, you remember Circus Fun? Oh, yeah. That was a great one. Had all the fucking uh, ring, ring show fucking animals in there. That was another marshmallows and rings. It was like the fruit rings. Had that grape cereal in there. That's right. Circus fun, and then you know you got a free roll of fucking lifesavers. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about. That. Yeah. <laughs> Frosted flakes. Frosted, you know. They did try to go outside the thing. I thought they made Cocoa Frosted Flakes for a minute. You know, but that was some just patronage. It was like, he wasn't there for disabled kids. He was only there for kids who could move. And Lucky Charms, you know, of course, again, was... They've always had this combination shit. Now they've got 14 different... Motherfuckers and they're like unicorns. They've had fucking uh, all kinds of shit. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, like hookers. No. <laughs> 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 
Sweet hooker marshmallows. I was like, uh oh shit, the wrong dimension. You know. God damn, dude. You know what I'm saying. I think as soon as they started taking the uh, fun out of it was when they stopped putting the prizes inside. You know, but getting the records, the records that were on the back of the boxes, like Sugar Crisp, and I remember they put it, and it was all they do is print a little seven-inch record on the back of the box, and then they put the on top of a decal. And you cut it out, and you put it on your 45 player, and you could play it, actually. Remember this? Of course. Oh, man. I still got, like, uh, two of them. I got the fucking, uh... I got the one with, uh... Count Chocula Goes to Hollywood or whatever. <laughs> Some shit, you know. Some shit. <laughs> And you go to Hollywood. Yep. So, Count Chocula and uh, Boo Berry and the Trix Rabbit, they were created by a guy named George Karn. Oh, that's right. No, not the same guy. George Karn was like this guy who was like, you know, he worked for like uh, General Mills, but he was working with kids that... You know, we're we're not that well off, and so Cal Chocula and those guys were kind of made for the underdog kids on the consumer end. Right. Oh yeah, remember Crispy the cereal with the camel, <laughs> Crispy Critters, Crispy Critters. Did forget about Crispy Critters. Crispy Critters. <laughs> and there was like uh, the fucking dinosaur one. But those kind of look like uh, pieces of fucking... Uh, <laughs> they kind of look like fucking crayons or something. They were that bright, you know? They had a green pterodactyl motherfucker. <laughs> Dinosaurs. I forgot about that. Did I forgot? Yep, that's what we're reminding of us today. Yeah. Those memories before we were fucking dead and gone. Yeah. I think this is the most comprehensive one we've ever done, at least. And we definitely got a, all the uh, a lot of the original footage or whatever doc that we had done. It's gone, you know. But we got this, and I think this is this covers it just as well. You know, I think we got a lot of shit today. Some of my favorite shit too, man, was like the Flintstones crap. I could still freebase a whole fucking box of free pebble fruity pebbles. I could, that's one of the ones I could do the whole in a whole day. I could, you take me a whole day, I just, yeah, just fucking do it. Melt it down and shoot it up. Oh, yeah. That's how you do it. The Honey Nut Cheerios bee. I wonder what kind of mental illness that guy had. Jesus. I wonder. 
<laughs> well, he was always up around you, and he's like, Come out! Check it out! Check it out! Because some of the characters you were supposed to keep the cereal from. Sugar Bear, he was the one that was like, Anybody who tried to fuck with my uh, cereal, it really didn't go well for them. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You know, Sugar Bear could pop the sugar crisp, and it made it like it was like spinach for Popeye, you know? It gets super strength in him. He would just beat up whoever. Uh. And then he would drive off. Yeah. But I don't know if he would... I don't know if he was like... I never knew what kind of... I don't know what... He was just like this cool guy. There really wasn't the cool dude like Sugar Bear. Yeah. But, you know, he was pretty cool. He was tough. He was like Rudy to Root Bear's nephew. <laughs> well, fuck, man. This has been the cereal episode. You cool with it? Are you done? Are we done? Have we had enough cereal? <laughs> I'm, f I'm fucking stuffed on cereal, man. Mike Diana, thank you always <laughs> for being a part of this tremendous show today. Yeah. I always I just wanted to get the cereal on, man. Fuck. <laughs> I mean I definitely like cereal back in the day a little bit more than I do now. I don't think it's as good as how they used to make it. But it could be that our taste changed too, you know? Well, recipes change. They do change, you know? A lot of products change over time. <laughs> the Monster Cereals Count Chocula, Frankenberry, and Booberry present Count Chocula Goes to Hollywood. <laughs> Well, want to thank Mike Diana for being here today. This is uh, one of the seven inches that came off the back of a monster cereal box. It's just a cardboard record. It's pretty much what it sounded like. If I win the contest, Frankenberry, I'll go to Hollywood and become a star. I am tired of being just another plain old monster. Why should you win, Count Chocula? Because I look just like my great-great-uncle Drac from Transylvania. <laughs> he was bitten by the acting bug and became a star. Have you ever seen him, Booberry? Oh, yes. I always enjoy seeing his movies on TV. They're so frightening. <laughs> Peter Lloyd. <laughs> Good evening. A monster? Yikes! A simple how do you do would suffice. Look, he dropped a letter. Aha, it's my letter from Hollywood. Hooray, Hooray for Hollywood! Hollywood. What does it say? <laughs> Did you win the contest? It says, uh, <clears throat> Dear Count Chocula, congratulations. You are the winner of the Monster Lookalike Contest. We have enclosed three tickets to Hollywood for you and your friends. You will be in the famous TV western, Haunted House on the Range. Oh, goody, let's start packing. Oh, we rode to Hollywood. Hooray! <laughs> Fit right the fuck in, too. Palm trees and TV magic. We'll come.
Count Chocula be a hit in the haunted house on the range? Will Frankenberry and Booberry also be bitten by the acting bug? Wait and see. Wow. Ah, here we are in Hollywood. Look at all the stars. And you can hear Guns N' Roses in the, in the background. Look at the palm trees. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> It's time for the monsters to check into the famous Hollywood Monster Motel on Sunstruck Boulevard. As Frank and Barry and Blueberry <laughs> go out to swim and sun, Chocula heads to the TV studio to meet his director, Gary Glamour. Will this TV show make Count Chocula famous? Or will he be a falling star? Let's join Count Chocula at the studio. Find out. Come in. Good evening. I'd know that face anywhere. Come on in, Count Baby. Baby? I am no baby. I'm over 200 years old. Yeah, but you sure are a monster. I love it. You're perfectly apart in Haunted House on the range. So, let's get going. Things are about to start rolling on the set. <laughs> here we are on the set. Now, Count Baby, mosey on over here and meet the star of the show, Luke McSpook, the meanest hombre that ever haunted the West. Luke McSpook? Who is he? I am the star. Wrong again, Buffalo Brain. He's the star. You're the stuntman. <gasps> you do all the dangerous things in the TV show in Luke's place. <laughs> so for your first scene, you go over this cliff in a barrel. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Not in a... <laughs> That was perfect. Uh, for you, maybe. It gave me a splitting headache. Now, for your next scene, we set fire to the haunted house on the range. Yes, and I am supposed to run out of it like a hero. <laughs> no, you're supposed to run into it like a fool. Scene two, <laughs> camera, action, go count, baby. Kids, don't try this at home. <laughs> Cut. Sorry, count, we'll have to do it again. Before you safety so measures were... Boy, this <laughs> Before Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Frankenberry, Booberry. What are you two doing here? We want to go back to Monster Mansion. Don't you like Hollywood? No, I went swimming and got waterlogged. <laughs> you look like a Frankenproof. <laughs> and the sun turned me into a toasted marshmallow. We're heading back to Monster Mansion. But you stay and be a star. Wait, I want to go with you. Uh, we're waiting for another take count. I'm finished. Last chance. I am through. But this will make you a star. Uh, oh, uh, don't go yet, Frank and Boo. Uh, this will only take a minute. Action, camera, take three, take four, take six, take 78. Stop, I can't take anymore. I've had it with this star business. I want to go back to being just a plain old monster. Being Count Chocula isn't so bad after all. But it isn't as good as being Frankenberry or Pooberry. But there's nothing as good as being home at Monster Mansion with a bowl of my delicious Count Chocula cereal. Frankenberry is better. Keep tuned in, guys. And specially marked boxes of Count Chocula, Frankenberry, and Blueberry cereals. And keep listening to Adam Air and GED. You've been listening to Adam Air and GED. Underground Cartoon Therapy. Oh, God. The adventure of a new force at breakfast. We'll call them C-3PO's. New C-3PO <laughs> cereal from Kellogg's. It happened, guys. Together for two crunches and every double O. A delicious part of this nutritious breakfast. <laughs> now you can experience the taste of Kellogg's C-3PO's. A crunchy new Tasted like Android nuts. May the force be with you.